0: Well, listen, let's jump right in. We are on part two of communicating with God, and, um, <clears throat> and if you missed the message, I do want to ask if you would go back this week and listen, um, because these do connect together. I'll be referencing last week as we go through this. Um, I have a little grid that you're going to see here in a minute that I uh, borrowed from Dano McCollum. Um, and uh, But I want you to go back and listen and because next week, by the way, is going to be a wonderful, fun, interactive week. So that's going to be awesome. We're actually going to practice a little bit, do some activation of hearing the voice of God and then checking it out with somebody else to see if indeed um, that was what was happening or if it was just a swing and a miss. How many of you are excited about failing in public? <laughs> yes, my people. No, here's the thing that I want to say, guys. When it comes to communicating with the Lord, everything that we're doing in communicating with him needs to rest in this, that he says this, those who would seek me must believe that I exist and I'm a rewarder of those who seek me. You see, it's our, he's already pleased when we're seeking him and he rewards us if we seek him. He also says, if you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You guys, he loves us. He absolutely loves us. And when we come to seek to learn how to communicate with him, that is already a win. Whether we we happen to have misunderstood something or we got something wrong, that's okay with the Lord. This is not pass-fail. Learning how to communicate with God is not pass-fail. It is learning how to communicate. I think a great way to... Probably phrase it is uh, I was thinking about. I have two daughters whom I love, one of which happened to have led worship today. Isn't she awesome? Yeah, that's my girl. Whose daughter is that? Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't know whose it is, but she's amazing. No, that's my girl. But when she was little, and actually, both her and Autumn Grace both have great senses of humor. And I remember when they were little, they were learning how to talk, which was incredible. And then sometimes they would get a, a, like a word wrong, like mis, you know, mispronounce it or something. We didn't, we didn't quite know what she was saying. We'd be like, oh, you little idiot. That doesn't even make sense. Get it right. And we would just tell her to go to her room think about what she did until she knew how to say it right. Because we didn't want her to misunderstand God's voice. Of course we didn't do that. We were so excited. She was like, they were saying the wrong words and misenunciating and we're like, she's communicating, that's awesome. And we knew what she was trying to say. We knew what Autumn was trying to say. We were rejoicing that she was learning to communicate and we're pretty good parents, but I gotta tell you, our father in heaven is way better than Karen and I and he is rejoicing when we're learning how to communicate. So everything that we're doing rests in that same reality that this is not pass-fail, this is us coming to a Father that already loves us, coming to a God that delights in us. In fact, a God who is always speaking, who desires that we know Him as He is and is seeking to speak to us in all kinds of ways all the time and rejoices and rewards us when we seek Him. So whether we happen to miss pronounce something or mishear something or, 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 or learn how to become a better communicator and learn what's working and what's not working, what he was saying and what he wasn't saying, all of it is a win, okay? I remember um, when, uh, do you guys, you, you, you probably have a niece or a, or a daughter or a, or a son or what have you, um, little sister, little brother, right? And they got past the point of learning how to talk, Right? But now they're at that age, they're learning how to tell a joke. You know what I'm talking about? Like they're just starting to get humor. And so they come and they bring these jokes to you that are hilarious because they're totally screwing it up. Like the joke is not funny because they're messing it up. They don't really get it. But they're so cute. And they're so funny while they just wreck this joke. And you, you know the joke, right? Because they're all learning the same jokes we learned when we were little kids. You already know the joke. And so the truth is they're communicating magnificently with you while they're screwing it up and learning how to communicate a new thing. Because how many of you know that humor is the next level of communication? Like it's a form of communication, but that's next level because you gotta, you got to phrase it. There's context involved and there's tone and there's the punchline or there's the funny story that's funny because it's ridiculous and untrue, right? I mean, there's a lot going on when you communicate humor, but it is a form of communication, isn't it? And while our little, while those little kids are learning, we're not sitting there thinking like, oh my goodness, we better fix this because you're going to wreck someone's faith. You're going to end up in hell if you don't get this right. Of course not. That's ridiculous. But, but yet, when it comes to communicating with God, I almost feel like some of us, like, think God's like that. He's like, you better get this right because you're you're my child and if you mess this up, I mean, I don't know what's going to keep you out of just completely ruining everything. No, he's a really good dad and he's, he's with us. So everything we're talking about, okay, rests in that place of relationship with our God who loves us and is committed to complete the good work that he's begun in each of us. And he's rejoicing over every step that we take. Amen. And he thinks it's funny when you tell bad jokes. He's like, that was terrible. I am dying. I love it. I'm going to help you with this. Okay. So that's where it's at. So it is a win. All right. So practicing communication is a win. Whether we, whether we was a home run and we got it completely right or whether we got an opportunity to learn what not to do next time, that is a win. Can you receive that? All right. And the second thing is, and this is a phrase that, uh, that I learned from Dan McCollum, and I love it, and it's this. Revelation is an invitation for a conversation. All right, would you say that with me? Revelation is an invitation for a conversation. When we're learning how to communicate with God, he speaks to us in many different ways, and we're about to jump into that. But what what happens is the first thing that is revealed to us is an invitation for a conversation. It's not the whole story, all right? All right. So oftentimes what happens, though, is like, for example, um, there was a prophet. um, Let's see, which prophet was he? Jeremiah. So God says to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah said, I see an almond branch. Great job. Good job, Jeremiah. And then the Lord said to me, now imagine if Jeremiah stopped right there. I see an almond branch. That's all I need to know, Lord. I'm a prophet to Jeremiah. And he runs out to Israel and he's like, almond branch, saith the Lord, almond branch, almond branch, almond branch. And everybody's like, what is happening right now? No, almond branch was not the word. Almond branch was the beginning of a conversation. It goes on to say, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well. So the Lord rewards him. Does that sound like a good dad? exactly what I'm talking about. You saw an almond branch. Good job, Jeremiah. And then he says, for I am watching over my word to perform it. And then it came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pot facing away from the north. And then the Lord said to me, out of the north disaster will come. See, the Lord started the conversation with Jeremiah by saying, notice this. What are you seeing, Jeremiah? Oh, I'm seeing an almond branch. Okay. Very good. That's exactly what I'm showing you. We're on, a great con- we're, we're on the right trajectory. You're seeing exactly what I'm showing you. You noticed what I put in front of you. Okay? Now, what does that mean? What it means is I'm going to perform my word over Israel. See, it was an invitation for a conversation. But if Jeremiah would have just taken what he sees, one receptor, and then tried to figure that out without having a conversation, there's no context there's no understanding. There's just a picture. Yet many of us in our communication with the Lord have had a tendency to not realize that. And, and the truth is, it's just in our immaturity. Like we just didn't know. We just thought like, oh, once you see it, you just go with that. Like go with what you see. What you've, I see an almond branch, man. And you're like, okay, what does that mean? And I'm like, hmm, it's an almond branch. Well, that's not helpful. Whereas if I then go, wait a minute, okay, Lord, so I do see that almond branch, and he goes, yeah, you did, good job. And I say, okay, Lord, what do you want to say to me about that? Like when I looked over and I saw uh, Ethan here, I saw an almond branch. God, what are you, I'm noticing that. And he goes, good job. I was, I was highlighting that. Now tell him thus and so. Now it begins a conversation. Now I'm going to use a, an example here of how this works, and, and I'm going to show you this grid. Look. The grid is simply to unpack some different ways of us recognizing the way that God communicates. Because he is an amazing communicator, but he doesn't only communicate to us in one way. All right? Do you you understand that? Like, even right now, I'm talking to you, okay? You're hearing my voice, which is great. But it's not just the words that are the communication. It's the context of what I'm saying right now. You can see my I'm physically speaking to you, right? I'm using that. It's the tone of my voice. It's what I'm saying. It's when I'm saying it. So there's a whole bunch of things that are overlapping right now in my communication, right? When I tell a joke, the joke doesn't make sense unless there's context. When I'm speaking to you, my tone and my facial expression is saying something to you that's a part of the message. So there's many more levels that are involved in how I'm communicating with you. What's going on over here? Um... I'm also like in a disco um, that, that are absolutely pertinent for you to receive the communication that I'm giving you. Do you understand? Are you picking up what I'm throwing down? Guys, this is the same thing. This is a natural example of the exact same thing of how we communicate with God. So I'm going to use the grid that we used last week so that I can open up our imagination, our understanding two different ways that God communicates because many of us have somehow either learned either through what we were taught or maybe what we weren't taught that essentially we only receive messages from God in like one or two different ways and the reality is there's at least 12 different ways that we can receive communication from him there's probably even more but there's at least 12 And if we thought there was only one or two, that means anytime he's trying to communicate to us in those other 10 ways or 11 ways, we're not listening. We're not receiving it. We're not realizing it because we didn't even know that was allowed. Does that make sense? We didn't even know to think like, oh, I should probably be watching for that. Let me use an example in the in the natural for us, right? Like, how many of you guys have ever been doing something and then you just like with your eyes, your eye receptors looked over and saw your, your auntie or your mama, right? And they were like, What does that mean? Right? Everybody here knows what that means. There was no words, but there was context and there was sight, wasn't there? You're like, context and vision tells me everything I need to know right now about this situation. Okay? But but if I If I believed that seeing wasn't the way that I received communication from God, how am I ever going to get that important mama message? If I'm like, oh, no, if God wants to talk to me, I know how he talks to me. He speaks in a still, small voice, and he speaks through the Scripture, and that is it. Then if God decides that he wants to use a certain thing that I see, and I have no grid for that, I'm not going to receive that communication. Are you with me? And so the the purpose of this grid is not to say this is the theological statement of how to hear God communicating. No, it's to say, okay, here's a picture that will hopefully invite us to understand the different ways that he communicates as we've seen in Scripture and as we've seen in experience, as we've seen in history. All right, can you receive it that way? So, so that's, that's why we're doing this. It's, to, it's just to open our eyes up to say, what are the different ways that, that you would communicate with me so that I can be looking for that, so that I can be aware of that. I, I think about times when Karen and I have had conversations and she'll go, you are not listening to what I'm saying. And I'm like, well, you never, you never said that. And then how many of you guys, you've probably had similar communications like this with a brother or sister, mother or wife, and, and, and they begin to explain to you all the ways that they did actually communicate that thing that you're not doing. And you're like, oh, okay, actually I do. Now that, you're, now that you're saying it, I'm realizing like, ah, you were communicating that. I just wasn't paying attention. Does anybody identify with that, right? When they unpack it, you go, ah, now I can translate all those messages that I was not receiving. Well, that's what we're doing with the Lord right now. And he is so excited for us to hear from him and communicate with him. Because you guys, you realize this life is an adventure with God that goes on for eternity. And it's all about relationship and communication. He doesn't want you bored out of your mind, sitting at work, wondering if you're even on point. Sitting in whatever sphere of influence you are, just like, gosh, I wish I knew what I was doing, what's going on this day. No, there are beautiful conversations to be had with God and others Every single day where he wants to interact with you and he also wants you to be interacting with those around you in, re- in extending his kingdom. But if you and I are missing those communications, how many have been bored out of their minds sometimes? It's like, what is the point? Yeah, all of us. And guys, that's a poverty that he doesn't have for us. So let's, let's dive in and look, at, and look at some different ways that he's speaking. Now this, this particular Sunday, I'm going to talk about the sources... Where communications might be coming from. The dimensions that God might be speaking to us. So again, these might be areas that we're just sort of like, oh, that's for other people. Like that's for people in the Bible. Or that's for, you know, that's for, uh, you know, that's for Ethan. Like he's got a special relationship with God. I'm really picking on you right here in the front row. Plus I just really love Ethan. But, you know, Ethan's got that super spiffy relationship with the Lord. You know, not like me. I'm just regular folk. And I miss out. I miss out. On a whole bunch of ways that actually God would communicate with me. I just didn't know to pay attention. I didn't know that was, that was something that he would even do. Are you guys with me? So let's look at the first way that um, the source that, that communication could come from. So these are, the, these, are the, uh, these are the four ways that we receive information from the Lord. We, we receive through seeing things. We receive through hearing things. We receive through sensing things. And by the way, that's all of your senses. Okay, so how many of you guys have ever had a time when, when you just had a gut feeling? How many of you have ever had a gut feeling? You're just like, every, like everything about this deal seems right, but I just feel like I should not trust this person. And then later you found out, like, man, that was really good, I noticed that. Or how many of you ignored it, and then later you're like, yep, that was definitely the Lord, I should not have ignored that. Right, we've all had that. That was, And it's, it's a physical feeling, it's internal, but it's also like, you're feeling it in your stomach and in your heart, like, oof. Um, another sense is smelling. Did you guys know that the sense of smell is the most powerful trigger for memories? Did you know that? Who, who here knew that? Yeah, it's profound. It's, an, it's a profound thing. And it's interesting, like, there's one person... Um, that I was talking with. And they, when God is gonna move, they sometimes smell the smell of roses. Jesus is the rose of Sharon. And they literally smell the smell of roses and the Lord will be getting their attention of like, hey, I wanna do something right now. I'm I'm present, you can smell my presence. Isn't that cool? I, I haven't smelt the smell of roses in order to have a conversation with the Lord yet, but that sounds fun. So this person knows through their sense of smell that God is present in that room and they go, okay, Lord, I sense that you're here. I literally smell Rose of Sharon. What do you want to do? And they've seen some tremendous miracles coming out of becoming aware that Jesus is in that room for a specific purpose that started with smell. How many of you guys wouldn't mind using some smell to talk with God? That's good. That's good. So, so that's just one. There's the aroma of Christ. Isn't that interesting? We're the aroma of Christ. But that's just smell. So that's one example. It's a story. But what is it? A revelation is an invitation for a conversation. If that person was just like, cool, smells like roses up in here. Okay, well, that's nice, but that didn't get what God wanted to do. So they say, Lord, I'm sensing your presence. What do you want to do right now? And then he goes, oh, I'm here to heal. Um, Another sense would be, actually, my sister Jessica is visiting with us today, which is fun. Another sense would be where you literally physically feel something in your body. Uh, one day, I think I'm telling this truly, if not, just pretend like this is the story. But one day, she, she had a sense her toe was hurting. And she's like, man, my big toe hurts today. And she's like, it didn't hurt when I woke up. Lord, is there somebody here who has a big toe that's hurting? So the Lord was getting her, getting her attention through something she felt in her big toe. It was a literal painful feeling in her toe. Lord, why is my toe hurt all of a sudden? The Lord said, there's somebody here that has a toe that needs healed. And so she took a chance, and she came up, and she's like, hey, I feel like somebody needs their toe healed today during prayer. So she came up, said, hey, if your big toe hurts on your right foot or left foot, I don't remember which, one of the foots, one of two foots, I know that, come on up. It was Red Crab, and he had been struggling with his toe, excruciating pain in his toe for a long time. And the Lord healed his toe that day, and he hasn't had pain in his toe since. A revelation is an invitation for a conversation. But if she would have just ignored that or missed that or just been like making up her own story, I've done that. I've got a great imagination. I'd be like, Lord, I just feel as though your foot is sore from kicking the devil's butt. And I'd get up and be like, today's the day of victory. I don't know. We can, get, we can, get, we can go off at it. The, the point is, it's an invitation for a conversation. Right? So those are, some, those are just a couple stories of senses. Then, then there's perceiving. And perceiving... Is, is we have examples where Jesus, it says, and then Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said to them. He suddenly had information where he just knew someone's thoughts. Uh, at one point, I had a, I shared this last week, but there was a woman, and I was I was walking her through some deliverance. She was just oppressed of the enemy, and as I'm there, suddenly, I just perceived, I just suddenly knew there were no emotions, there was no smell, I didn't see anything, I didn't hear anything. Suddenly, I just knew that She needed to forgive somebody. Matthew 18 says, if you will not forgive other people their sins, your Father in heaven won't forgive you. And in fact, he'll turn you over to be tortured until you've paid every last cent for all of your sins until you forgive from your heart those that have forgiven you. And so many times when we're oppressed, if you have anxiety, if you have fear, if you have issues, a lot of times go to the Lord and say, Lord, is there somebody I need to forgive? Am I walking in unforgiveness? Because you actually open the door up to be tortured and deal with anxiety and, and sickness and disease and all kinds of things because the Lord literally lets the enemy start making you pay every last cent that you owe for sin if you don't forgive other people their sins completely from the heart. So that being said, I said, hey, I'm not accusing you of anything but I, I just perceived that there might be some unforgiveness. And that can be an open door in our lives sometimes. And she said, so she was very sweet. And I, was, I wasn't accusing her. I just, I asked. I just said, this is what I perceive. It's not, I've got everybody. And all of a sudden, I just heard the words, what about Bob? This is dropped right in. just a, I didn't hear the words. I'm sorry. It, it just, it dropped in. I just, what about Bob? Not the movie, but the person. And I said, uh, what about Bob? And she just broke. And she just began to forgive Bob, and she had forgotten this person, I didn't know Bob, but I perceived something, wasn't, wasn't, I didn't sense it, I didn't see it, I didn't hear it, I perceived something. So these are just four different ways, receptors, as it were, that pick up from different ways that God can communicate to, w- to us. Are you guys with me? All right. So I want to talk about, again, this grid is, if, if, if the grid doesn't work for you, put it aside. It's just simply a visual so we can understand ways that God might be communicating with us. So if, let's look at it this way. Let's say that seeing, hearing, sensing, and perceiving are four different ways that we receive messages. There's also thing, ways that the messages are sent. Okay, so, so right now in this room, if you have an iPhone, you could pop it out and you could sign on to Wi-Fi. And you have access to the internet through Wi-Fi right now. But if you didn't know about that, you wouldn't access any of it. But this room is filled with, with access to those signals that are being sent. You have to have a receiver in order to tap into it. Same thing with maybe old school, right? You could pull out your little bunny ears and pull out your old school television and there's actual television that comes through those antennas. Does anybody remember those days? Okay. That still happens, by the way. That's still out there. The other one would be radio. You could tune in right now to radio, and you could get shortwave or longwave radio, FM or AM, and you could pick up what's being sent out, and you would have a different way to receive those different things, but unless you tune into them, unless you pay attention to that communication, it's just silence for you. And so I want to invite us to be aware of different ways that God is communicating that you and I may have not even thought to turn the dial and pick that up. Okay, so the first one, uh, let's go to the next slide. The first, the first way that, that, that he communicates to us is externally. And I've used some examples as we've gone, but the external is literally like I'm looking at you. You are outside of me, and there are external ways that God speaks to me. So, so what are some of those external ways? Well, one of them is hearing from God through someone else. How many of you guys know that all of creation speaks of the glory of God? Here's an interesting um, thing. Did you know that God can even speak to you through people that don't believe in him yet? Did you know that? In the scriptures, one example is when Caiaphas, who was the high priest at that time, who actually ordered Jesus Christ to be crucified, he was, he was in the mix, right? He helped to go pay the 30, the 30 shekels of, of silver and get Jesus crucified. And it says, and Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, was prophesying that Christ would die for all when he said it is better that one should die rather than many, though he did not know it. So here's someone who literally murdered Jesus who was prophesying that Jesus would save the world. Now, with the Spirit of God, as we're communicating with the Lord, as we're asking, so there's a revelation, as an invitation for a conversation, we can actually go, okay, there's, that's caught my attention. Holy Spirit, you're highlighting what just got said. I know of one person who the Lord speaks to them through music in a lot of different situations. Through music, and not Christian music. Like, Corn, like I was talking to one person, and the Lord full on gave them a life-altering message, a absolute watershed moment that moved them towards the better through the lyrics of a corn song. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We should all go home and download. No, I'm just kidding. What I'm saying is that you that God is speaking through all of creation, even sometimes. Those that don't even know him yet were made in his image. You guys know that you can look and sound just like your father, even if you've never met him yet. Isn't that interesting? So what is it? It's a revelation. It's an invitation for a conversation. He's listening to this song, and it's, it's just all of a sudden he's going, something about this. This is speaking right into my heart. This means something. And all of a sudden then he starts to have a conversation with God. And the Lord's going, this is where you are. How many of you have watched a movie and had that movie just like rock you? Just what? Like that was the best preach that I've had. And I was just at church earlier today. Do not raise your hand right now. That is hurtful. You are, I'm going to be praying for you. No, because the Lord speaks, doesn't he? And they have a bigger budget, by the way. Sorry. I actually feel dirty for saying that because then I, anyway. All right, all right, all right. Perhaps I digress. I'm so grateful that I get to do this. And I'm well blessed. See how bad I feel about that? Okay. So the Lord speaks through these things. There's an invitation for a conversation. uh, Jason and I confessed to first service how much the Lord spoke to both of us in Inside Out. How many of you guys bawled your little faces off watching Inside Out? Wasn't that such a good movie? That should be in the Gospels. Anyway. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I got nervous all of a sudden. Are you guys with me? Am I worrying you? you? I love you. Okay. So here we are. The Lord speaks to us through external sources. It's an invitation for a conversation. And he can do that through, it says, all of creation is speaking of his glory. How many of you have been out in the woods and the external begins to speak to you? And you end up having a conversation with the Lord in the silence of the beauty of nature see God God has all of those things speaking and when we know that he's saying I actually want to speak to you through this all of creation is speaking of me right now will you tune in your receptors to hear me will you have a conversation with me and you guys here's the thing when we're conversing with God in the same way that right now I'm using I'm using um, eye contact I'm using my voice I'm using my hands I'm using my tone and I'm using context so look at all the overlap of communication that we're having right now, right? So it's the same thing with God. When we're communicating with the Lord, there's an overlap. So often, you know, I'll hear the lyrics of a song, and then he'll, he'll remind me of something I just saw yesterday. And then he'll bring up a scripture that I read two years ago, right? And then the phone rings, and it was the person that I was thinking of. How many of you have experienced those kinds of things? God speaks through context, And when we're speaking, the the conversation goes across more than one area of of communication. But many of us have not actually thought this through. And I want to invite you into that, that, that you can think this through to say, okay, wait a minute. I'm actually communicating with the Lord a lot more than I'm giving myself credit for. So I'm not paying as much attention as I could. I could. I can become a better communicator. But also, the enemy's been accusing me that, quote, you never heard the voice of God. How many of you ever heard that before, right? I never hear the voice of God. I don't know if I've ever heard the voice of God. And it's because we're looking at the communication of God as this sort of one or two dimensional experience and then dis- disqualifying ourselves from the adventure and the ongoing continual conversations that we're actually invited to have because we didn't know that that's actually how he communicates. Are you with me? Now, Scripture is the filter that we judge every communication that we get. Your, you know, context and tone and seeing and hearing and perceiving and sensing and all of those things will absolutely lead you astray if they're going counter to what the scriptures teach. So being in the scripture is the most profound and perfect way for us to learn how to recognize the different communication of God. That's, that's what causes us to be able to stay objective and in the place of truth. So this only works with scripture, okay? I just want to say that because if you were here and you weren't here last week, I said it a lot last week, but I want you to be safe and I want you to be be wise and I want you to enjoy the communication from the Lord. So those are some external examples. Let's look at internal. Another way that the Lord speaks to us is directly internally. You know, in your imagination. How many of you have ever just been driving down the road and all of a sudden you're sort of daydreaming and in your imagination you picture yourself sort of talking to someone that you haven't seen for a while, right? And then they call you or you run into them in the next two days. Has anybody had that? It's like you, so what was going on? God was communicating to you, hey, this person's, you're going to see this person. And now you know when somebody pops into your mind and you go, Lord, I'm thinking of so-and-so. Is there anything you want me to say about that? Is there anything you want to talk to me about with this? You can now invite it into a conversation because that wasn't just some random thing. That was the Lord speaking. He's always speaking, though we do not perceive it, is what it says in Job's. In Job's. <laughs> in Job's. That's, that's very new. In Job, he says that. So we're learning how to communicate, to be sensitive to the different ways that he would speak, whether it's external, to be looking outward. Oh, Lord, let me notice what's going on. To be listening inward, the internal source. Perhaps a dream at night. How many of you guys, does God speak to you in dreams sometimes? A couple of you? Yeah we can begin to pay attention. Oh, I'm allowed to pay attention to my dreams. I'm allowed to say, Lord, that was weird. <laughs> Did you have anything to say to me about that? Again, a revelation is an invitation for a conversation. God, is there something you wanted to say about this dream? And then let him, let him invite you across all the different ways that he communicates. He may bring to mind a scripture. You may end up having a conversation later. We're in that conversation. Someone mentions something. You go, oh my goodness, that's That's an interesting coincidence. Our God speaks to us across all things. And so suddenly you begin to go, oh, I'm having a conversation about this. Lord, what are you saying? What are you communicating? I'm trying to get away from the language of what are you saying, because I think most of us actually listen for an internal or an external voice, and aside from that, assume we don't hear him. What are you communicating? In what way are you communicating it? So there's an internal Knowing the example I used of what about Bob, that was an internal perceiving. I perceived internally something that was going on, and then I, and then when I checked with her, oh, indeed, that was the Lord. And then the last one, and there are many different variations of this, by the way, okay, because again, you, you, the through the through the receptors, as it were, of seeing, hearing, sensing, and perceiving, sensing is all of your senses, you know, for Jessica. It was internal she had an internal ache (laughs) in her toe like i don't know maybe that was internal and external but the point is there wasn't something outside she didn't see something was going on inside of her and then she was able to then speak she had a conversation and shared so then it crossed over into conversation followed up by speaking followed up by then physically laying hands on red and he got healed so you see how it immediately invites it across the different realms of our realms i'm sorry the different aspects of communication so the last way place is mystical how many of you guys love the word mystical a couple of you good job the reason why um, the reason why the word mystical I think is important is as opposed to saying the word spiritual right so it's like well why not just call it spiritual like if you're gonna receive spiritually well the reason why mystical is a better word is because, well, let me give you the definition. Mystical meaning when the spirit realm overlaps the natural realm. Okay, when the spirit realm overlaps the natural realm. Now, why does it have to be a different term? For two reasons. One is if we were to say, well, that's just the spiritual realm, then essentially what we could accidentally do is sort of create this, like, spiritual hierarchy of how we communicate with the Lord. Okay, so when Jeremiah was asked, the Lord said, in another place, Jeremiah is told by the Lord, Jeremiah, go down and watch the potter. So Jeremiah goes and he starts watching the potter. And as he's watching the potter, he's physically watching the potter make a pot and it gets, it doesn't work out. So the potter changes his mind and makes a different vessel. Okay, so he's physically seeing that. And then the Lord begins to speak to him and says, so also, Will I make a different vessel? And he gives him a word by watching physically what he was doing. In other places, when God's speaking with Jeremiah, he shows him something in a spiritual realm. It wasn't happening physically. It was happening in a spiritual realm. Which of those messages was more spiritual that he gave to Israel? Was it the one where he saw something physically or the one where he saw something purely in the spiritual realm? They're exactly the same communication with God is all spiritual. Whether you see it in the physical, it's spiritual. Whether you see it just in the spiritual, it's spiritual. It's all exactly the same value. There's not a hierarchy where it's like, oh, like, oh, I only hear from the Lord through the scriptures. I'm not very spiritual. I'm not like you who gets to have open visions. You must be much more spiritual than me. No, you're not more spiritual than them. You're not more mature than them. You just happen to be someone who is receiving a message through an open vision. How many people here have had like an open vision? One, two, three, four, a few of you, which is wonderful. I've never had an open vision. I want to have an open vision. I think I will at some point because, I don't know, my dad likes me and I'm spoiled. But the, 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 <laughs> but the, the, the invitation is, hey, what if, what if I think that's the only way to see? It's an open vision. Am I less spiritual because the Lord speaks to me so often through the natural? Absolutely not. And, And you're not more spiritual because you have an open vision. We're in the same place. We're growing and we're walking in communication with the Lord. So the mystical, this is probably more explanation than is needed, but I think this is important because I think for many of us, we have a sense of feeling spiritually inferior to people who are having more mystical experiences. And I want, to, I want to encourage you that that is just not the case. That's just one of many ways that the Lord communicates to us. Are you with me? So a great example of a mystical experience um, is in Zechariah. And uh, Zechariah is having a dream, or, in, or I'm sorry, it starts out as a vision. And he's, he's asleep, and he's having a vision. He's talking with an angel. Then another angel shows up and starts talking with with Zechariah, and the first angel leaves. Then in Zechariah 4, 2, it says, and then the angel that had left came back and awoke me from my dream and spoke to me. This is a really good example of a mystical situation. He's having a vision in a dream with an angel. The angel leaves. The other angel comes back and wakes him up to talk to him. He was in the dream. Then he left. Then he came out of the dream and woke him up. Wow, that's mystical, right? That's a mystical experience. What part of it was that? You, you see the overlay. You see the overlay. Another great um, example of a mystical experience that you can look for. Uh, my little brother one time was driving down the road. He was younger then, and he looks out and he sees a tree running the same speed as the car beside the car, and he's like, "What is that, Lord?" And uh, and the Lord's like, "It's an angel." And I'm just like, whatever. Like, God, that's so weird. Like, that's a mystical experience. I don't know what the first, I asked him about it. I'm like, what was, the, was there any more information beyond that? He's like, nope. I, oh, I, I don't know, I'm sorry. I said, what was it? And he said, the Lord was just telling me, I am always with you. I'm always with you. He's driving his car, tree running beside him. What is it? It's an angel, because I'm always with you. A revelation is an invitation for a conversation. How many of you are glad to know that God is always with you? Here's another example of a cool mystical experience. It actually, speaking of restoration launching, Ed was working with a woman, and, and she was stuck. She was just not able to get breakthrough. And as he was meeting with her at, at a certain point, all of a sudden he looks at her forehead, and there's, was it shame? And shame, he could see it physically, was written on her forehead. So, he's, so here's, a, here's a spiritual reality, right? There's a spirit of shame that has been written on her forehead that he's seeing in the physical. And so Ed says, I feel like the Lord is just telling me to wipe off that mark. And then we're going to pray over you because you've been marked as a daughter. So we're going to get rid of that. And we're going to, you're going to receive, you know, we're going to mark you for being a daughter. So he wipes off the shame, prays over her. You know, how many of you guys know we're marked by God, right? It says that the spirit of God, we've been anointed. We're sons and daughters, spirit of adoption. He wipes it off in the physical, but, in the, but also in the spiritual, And then that woman was able to get breakthrough and begin to thrive. That's a really good example of the mystical. See, the spiritual overlaid the physical. And she physically and emotionally got breakthrough because he dealt with a spiritual reality that was revealed in the physical. Now, this is a great example for us to say, okay, are there those certain times where the Lord is showing us something? Did you guys know that you have permission, I guess, to receive messages in a mystical way did you know that because now you know now you know that that's not just for the superstars that's not just for the special we see it in the bible happen all the time we're invited to do the same thing right just in the same way that jesus operated this way remember when jesus okay so it says as he is so are we I'm gonna wrap up with this as he is so are we at one there's different accounts when jesus was healing where sometimes someone would come and they were deaf and dumb and he would lay hands on them and heal them there's other situations though where someone came and they were deaf and dumb and Jesus said deaf and dumb spirit come out of her or him and they were healed what was the difference one of them was a physical reality without a spiritual root and one was a physical reality with a spiritual root one of them was like a mystical healing, as it were. He dealt with a spiritual reality that released a physical healing. The other one just needed a physical healing. So if it's legal for Jesus, it says, as he is, so are we. Greater works you will do, for I go to the Father when you receive the Holy Spirit. We're invited to receive from the Lord in those ways as well, as he sees fit. But it's not weird, and it's not off the table. It's a revelation that that invites a conversation. When, when Eddie saw that word, he had to say, Lord, what does this mean? What do you want me to do? The Lord says, I want you to wipe it off right now. And the woman was free. We're invited into that same way that we can receive. Amen? All right. Now, so next week, we're going to practice a little bit, which is going to be super fun. Ending with that story probably has you a little nervous. We're going to practice communicating with the Lord. Okay, we're going to practice communicating with the Lord. We're going to share a couple of stories, um, and, uh, and then we're going to get an opportunity to practice. But remember, this is resting in that place of it's already a win. If we're learning how to communicate with the Lord, he's already proud of you, and you just spent time being present with God. That's a good day. That's a good day. And if your joke wasn't that funny, he's like, no, it was actually even funnier that you didn't get it right, and I'm proud of you for trying. So here's what I want to do. I want to wrap up with this. I would like for us to just take our final five minutes here today and I want to ask that we would just take a moment to pray with someone before we go. And by a moment I mean I want to take five minutes. We're going to take the last five minutes. I want you to go, to go with someone that maybe you haven't seen for a while or maybe you've never met. And I want you to just ask them if you can pray for them. How would you like me to pray for you? Now, in the spirit of what we just learned, if you happen to notice something or you happen to receive a message from the Lord, feel free to say, hey, I kind of feel like the Lord might be saying this. Does this make any sense to you? Feel free to practice. Feel free to probably get real blessed. And here's the worst case scenario, okay? If somebody gives you, a, like, takes a, takes a step and it's totally off, then you can just be really honest. Don't try to make it work. Just say, that honestly doesn't mean anything to me. But thank you for taking a risk. Good job. All right? All right, so we're going to practice this. That actually doesn't mean anything to me. Say that. But thanks for taking a risk. Good job. All right, go find somebody, pray with them for five minutes, and then we'll head out of here and go bless the world. So just share something that you need some prayer for, and if you happen,